You're having Thirsty Thursday with your pals the other day. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is the only one that has a rule against inappropriate farts. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the vexatious Victor. (laughs) (laughs) That dictionary's running thin, dude. (laughs) I know. So uh, uh, today's lineup is going to be Victor, Matt, Tanya. So how are you now? Victor, how Victor's got his train wreck background and he's holding up. A Century? model Century, Century 21, 21. Uh, okay. engine car. I thought we were over the fucking train thing. No. No, <laughs> no we've got... Oh, Victor, no. tell us how your week was. <laughs> so, so you know, I think I touched on this last time that uh, we were moving, uh, moving kind of from the virtual world into the real world. So I've got a real model train now. Um, <laughs> a real fake that train. That helps on a podcast. <laughs> so, so, so the exciting oh. thing is... I ordered this train like a long time ago oh, and right. it finally came and it's from 1996. And um, that's when you ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> so I ordered it like a, I don't know, a month ago or something. Anyway, it's, it, it's, it's brand new in box, which I opened, but it's, it was uh, released in 1996. So this box was on store shelves in 1996. So I had no idea if this engine was going to run or not or whatever. Anyway, so after I ordered it, I got all excited and I started looking for the other things. And I found another set uh, that was like, they were just selling it as junk because uh, they said the engine wasn't working. And, but all the cars, uh, the, the rolling track that, that the train uh, pulls mm-hmm. was, was in good condition anyway. So I got it and it came before this one and, and they were right. It didn't run at all. Uh, but I opened it up uh, the drive shafts were completely just loose, hanging hanging out inside the engine. All I needed to do was connect the drive shafts to the flywheels and the flywheels to the motor, and it, it was working like brand new. It was running super well, and this thing came in today, and this thing is like so so smooth compared to that one. But I'm just all about trains now. I'm 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 very excited. You know, you're in paradise. Know we got a lot of new uh, new listeners this week, and I feel like we're we're we're, we're not starting on our best foot. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, oh, folks. And, we're gonna try to rein him in. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Matt. So, oh wait. So 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 okay. just just wait. So a couple of good stories. So one is uh, a quick update. So Pumpkin is just awesome. She's doing oh, great. Oh, She's going to go for her final visit to the doctor tomorrow to 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 just get checked up on our time. But mm-hmm. she's like our right. So have you ever seen the movie Awakenings? Uh, yes. uh, Rob no- yeah, it's based on the real yeah. story. You know, these guys, yes, they get. So I, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was really great. I feel like she's going through that right now because she's I feel like she knows this is like her last. She's it's like a victory lap that she's doing. <laughs> and and. I don't know. Like she's this new cat. She's going up and down the stairs. She's uh, like like doing things that she was. She's leaping from. It's unbelievable. So I, you know, I don't know how long it's going to last, but we're loving it. We're happy. She's happy. And uh, so we're really enjoying, enjoying that. That's good to hear. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well done, pumpkin. Matt, how's your week? (laughs) I don't know how to top that. (laughs) (laughs) 
the trains i know I was like, say, the, the, bar, the, trains. the bar was low until we got the the pumpkin news but uh, oh, i yeah. know no i mean my my week's been fine i mean it's, it's only been a couple of days since we talked last i mean i gotta say I monday know. was a blast it was a lot um, of fun. having yeah. having patrick on was mm-hmm. so much fun i hope we can do that again with him sometime mm-hmm. i hope we can get some other people for the show because that really was uh a fun i saw a lot of comments about it people enjoyed it so that was a blast the funny thing was though um i got in i wouldn't say trouble a little bit um a little bit of trouble is that night because well one i told you um my other half doesn't she kind of laughs that i do this mm-hmm. um she doesn't care but she kind of laughs a bit but normally you know i drink through the whole show and then she's asleep by the time i go inside <laughs> um but on monday she wasn't and i was half in the bag when the show was over i know i hold it together really well during the recording <laughs> Yeah, we hardly noticed that. the bags. <laughs> so normally I go in, I, I crush a sando or something, and uh, and then right. just mow around the house for a bit until I eventually crawl into bed. But she was there and she caught me and she's like, Are you fucking drunk? As I come in with four <laughs> cans of beer, empty cans in my hand. I'm like, Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, so, my. It's too bad because it, it, was, it, was, it was a nice scene while, while we were recording that episode behind you. We could see the silhouette of Jen hanging the lights on the Christmas tree. It was actually quite. Yeah. Quite a nice uh, scene. And for the record, I, I, I feel it's too early, but our house is full nope. of Christmas. No. Nope. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the do same. A, do you have a train under the Christmas tree? Oh, we oh, do. We do. Victor. We do. We do. We have a train what? under the tree. Yeah, we do too. Actually, we what have a tra- We have a train that you can attach to the center of the tree it and the tree. it can go through the tree. Waha. <laughs> well, that sounds that, pretty neat. That said, I did buy, or I should say I, hmm. uh, wifey did buy our, our one-year-old his first train set this week. Oh, it was a nine ninety nine Ikea thing, So you're, uh, which I put together and he ripped apart and it was fun. So, so you're raising a future victor. Well done. Well no. done. <laughs> Tanya, how's your week? Uh, week was busy. It's, 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 I, I can't believe it's not the weekend. That's how busy it's been. Um, upstairs renovations are still going strong. We are in the home stretch. Oh man. Fingers it's so crossed. exciting. It's looking so good. Got about one more week, maybe one and a half. And then it's, and then we can start moving back up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking Yay. forward to it. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's really? It. Well, that's <laughs> it's enough. It's, it's enough. It's been, it's been a crazy week just, uh, handling contractors and, and, uh, uh, we were just talking before we got on here that uh, the, the reno has gone pretty smoothly up until this week. And and now we're, we're hitting a little bit of a snag here just with one of the contractors not not being cooperative with the timeline. And uh, Tanya is getting getting angry. And um, <laughs> uh, I'm like, look, everything's gone so smoothly now. If this is the worst that happens, knock on wood, you know, we don't we didn't get shut down yet by a pandemic or oh. anything. So uh, we're, we're, you know. Fingers crossed, yeah, things pick, things will go, you know, smoothly pick, for now. Pick on. your pick your fights carefully and handle those contractors with care. Exactly, absolutely. Because the thing is, he does a, he does great work. Oh, fantastic! Uh, like we went upstairs today, and man, it looks it looks amazing. Uh, my week yep. crazy, but so much fun too. I, I'm with with you, Matt. Monday was a lot of fun. I hope we can get more, uh, you know, more guests on and and get Patrick back on. I think I think that was fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean the we can't go without talking about the big news from yesterday the season nine uh is going to be released uh christmas day in canada on crave and boxing day uh, in on hulu in the u.s which is kind of weird considering the u.s doesn't even celebrate boxing day do they i don't think they i think it's a canadian british thing i don't think 
Americans have Boxing Day. Mm, not so. I think theirs is the Black Friday, right? Yeah, well, no, yeah. they don't. No, because I know from because I I deal mostly with the states, and uh, we were talking about Boxing Day, and they do not. Yeah. No. So I mean, I, I guess because uh, Letterkenny started off as a Crave show, Crave probably had the rights to release it first, and and so they had to they put it out on Christmas Day, and then Hulu got the next best day, which would have been the twenty sixth. But anyway, it was an interesting thing to see that. Uh, you know, Crave, Crave came first and then Hulu, considering the vast size difference in, in both markets and, and I'm sure money difference, too. And then the other big piece of news um, is tomorrow night I'm going to be on uh, the Toronto Mike podcast, making my uh, re- semi-regular appearance on, on his <laughs> podcast. So, uh, well, good luck. Good luck, my friend. I'm hoping. I Plug think, us. Yeah. Oh, I will. <laughs> I, I know Mike's going to ask me about it because I'm sure my he's he's seen my Twitter feed and and is wondering how things are going. So is it the same female or is it a uh, different, uh, different well, category? What I, usually I get on when I go on, it's to do his best of. So I'm, I'm kind of yep. like the Toronto Mike curator. So he's at, uh, I did, uh, episodes zero to two fifty best of, and then episodes two fifty to 500 best of, and now I'm going back to do 500 to seven fifty. So I had to do a lot of, uh, looking back and seeing, you know, trying to pick some clips and stuff. It'll be fun. And like I said, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this because, uh, uh, he's going to wonder, you know, what took me so long to, to, <laughs> to yeah. prepare for this episode. I'm like, sorry, Mike, I'm doing my own thing now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that because you always do a good job. Thanks. So. Yeah. So it'll be fun. And we'll, we'll talk about this podcast for sure. And, and, and compare notes and, uh, yeah. So, um, let's uh, talk about our sponsor before we move on. Uh, Dennis Guggen is the owner of the proprietor, uh, owner and proprietor of Dennis Guggen's custom Funko pop culture, collectible vinyl figures. He really has to shorten that. If you don't know what a Funko pop <laughs> is, well, look it up. I'm not your Google for the rest of you. Check out Dennis's work. He creates custom Funko pop characters of anyone you can think of. Uh, some of my favorites include Eddie Van Halen, Mike Tyson, Eminem, and the entire cast of letter Kenny and you. That's right. You can have your own custom Funko Pop of someone you love or hate if that's your kink. Either way, Dennis is your man. Check out his work on Facebook or Instagram at DG Pop Customs. Drop him a line if you're interested in a a custom Funko Pop of your own. Uh, Dennis recently tweeted a picture of his work featuring all of the Letterkenny characters and not just the main uh, four mem- four Hicks, like all of them. He's even got, uh, I-, I believe he had Gail in there, but he had like all the, the skids in there, all the Hicks. Uh, he had all of them. Uh, I'll share a picture below this podcast. And uh, thank you, uh, Dennis, for your support. And speaking of support, uh, wow, uh, the uh, season nine uh, announcement. Oh, I just uh, saw that list. Good yeah. luck to you, my friend. Season- Al was busy yesterday. Season nine's <laughs> announcement. Uh, brought on uh, a lot of uh, uh, renewed interest in Letterkenny. And so we got a whole bunch of new followers. Uh, and I've got a list of 50 here that I'm going to try to go through as fast as I can. So here we go. Welcome to our new t- Twitter followers. Uh, Podium, Viz504, Mary Caseymus, uh, Chris Lale from North Carolina, Tracy M. Hoff uh, from Bayport, uh, Minnesota, Mike Loranger from New England, Pat Wills from Pandora, Ohio, Wise Beyond from Canada, Ambalam, Mary from Kansas City, Missouri, Rick Sherrard, Mabel, Wayne from Virginia Beach, Lou, Rat 1969, That Fat Operator from Bowerston, Ohio, Brian, Brian Franks, Richard, uh, Rich M from Salem, Virginia, 
uh, Tim down from Kelowna, BC, beautiful Kelowna pizza, pizza slut, uh, Brian downs from Phoenix, Arizona, happy Harry hazmat, funky milk city boy lost from Texas, <laughs> Jeff Slattery. So far they've been easy to say though. So there's no Swedish names in here. Jason from long beach, California, Nintendo bitch light Bauer, <laughs> Bauer for commission from Kanukistan. <laughs> Pax Roll from Tulsa, Oklahoma, MG from MA, uh, Sad Lion, Vetech Rec from Texas, Drew from Ontario, Gin and Tonic, that's with a D, Gin and, and Tonic from BC, Krista Tibby from Massachusetts, because they know how much I like saying that word, FOMO from Medford, Oregon, Alicia, or Alicia, Derek, Oregon from Toronto, here comes Sniper Claus from the edge of Kentucky and Ohio. Uh, Jeremy Van Themes, of course. Uh, yeah, I think it's Themes. Uh, Brian Kemp from Orleans, and that's Orleans near Ottawa, not New Orleans. Uh, Witch Queen Luna. Rolf from Cambridge, Ontario. Billy Ryan Perkins. Rhoda from Farmington. Bert Zach from Roseville, Michigan. Alexis Bel- Beldum. Samantha. Kate. And... Number 50, Boomer Phillips, also known as Boomtown from Letterkenny. Holy fuck. Right? All right. So that's all the time we have today, folks. Join us next week when we review episode, uh, season three, episode three, Modine's two. Oh, fuck. Okay, Welcome, you, everyone. You, you missed the point here. Boomtown is now following us on Twitter, and hopefully he'll listen oh, to the podcast. I did. Yeah. That'd be great. I would actually love to have him on. He. That, I'm going to okay, reach and that was perfect because this episode was so great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to reach out to him and and see if uh, uh, hopefully I don't make him regret following us on Twitter. <laughs> well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Last week, we, we recapped and reviewed episode one of season three, Sled Shack. Uh, that episode got fresh ratings from Matt, Victor and myself and a clearance from Tanya. Uh, Twitter agreed with us with an overwhelming 80 uh, percent of respondents <laughs> <laughs> giving it a fresh and only you, that's normal. Yeah. And only 10 percent gave it a clearance with the remaining 10 percent giving it a compost figure it out uh this week we recap and review episode two of season three puck bunny uh victor have you done your homework i did my homework and i had to do some extra cur- curricular work as well oh what, what like podcast related or no related to the episode i had no idea what the ending meant so i had to go and do some research god damn it oh wow. but yes i did i did did my homework looking forward to hear that okay <laughs> matt did you do your homework Yes, I did. Uh, Tanya, did you do your homework? Yes, you made me. Yes, you did. Yes, I made you. All right, here we go. (laughs) We start. Oh, it's going to be one of those. We start with the the cold open. Wayne and Derry are at the ice fishing hut. Derry is uh, trying to get Wayne's mind off the uh, ruined sled shack, uh, warning Wayne that if he doesn't tuck in that lip, a bird's going to poop right on it. Uh, And that's when we get hit with back-to-back Wayne's words of wisdom. (laughs) What do I say about talking too much, Derry? Well, let's say now, let's say I apologize for later. Good. All I'm saying is, if you're going to be poopy, maybe go try fishing with somebody else. What do I say about the old boss, Derry? Old boss is always dick till you meet a new one. Good. Plus, I think the only other people out here fishing are the ginger boots, who may not have fucked an ostrich like everybody thinks they did. Point and fucking proof. You give good advice, Wayne. Well, it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. I mean, GD, right it is. Let's just hope she doesn't go in one ear and out the other, bud. And then uh, just then, Squirrely Dan joins the uh, poopy party. What do I say about talking too much, Derry? Oh, I say- hit the wrong button. Come on. All this work involved in luring these D-Gens out here. All these- what the hell? Yeah. 
Okay, technical difficulties. One second. Here we go. Let's try this now. Squirrely Dan joins the poop per- poopy party. Guess what? Chicken butt. That's inappropriate, Dan. <laughs> Why? Well, you're just out in the great wide open, but you wait till you come back in here to drop your guts? Now just hold your horses, Wayne, for just one second. I farted outside, too. <laughs> The stink from uh, Squirrely Dan's fart compels Wayne to propose some restrictions against quote-unquote inappropriate farts. Oh, I can't wait. And I mean this. I can't wait to find out what could possibly be deemed an inappropriate fart. Fart in here? In here? With the door closed, yeah. Tight quarters, no airflow, poor form. But I'm with friends. That's who farts are for. Around food, too. Around food? Especially around people eating food. That's fucking ignorant. But I'm eating, too. That's when I'm rife with farts. Okay, Dan. Dan, okay. Okay, Dan. Dan, okay. Let's do an exercise here. You're in a car. When's it okay to fart? When you're alone. One point for dairy. It's always okay to fart when you're alone, but except when you're in elevators. That's uncouth. You're trying to rob me of my lifebloods here. <laughs> when you can roll down the window. Another point for dairy. But the car must be traveling a minimum of 60 kilometers an hour so that the fart may be aggressively vacuumed out before penetrating nostrils. This is literally all I have going for me. If you ask permission? <laughs> mm, well, safe to say if you have to ask for permission, it's an inappropriate fart, but I'll still give you a half a point. The cheekiness. <laughs> The indecencies of it. It's, it's downright abusive, is what it is. Hey, got any way to talk to a guy with two and a half points? Get this guy fucking poppers. Wanna know what? If you needs me, I'm gonna be outside. <laughs> Farting appropriately! <laughs> and Squirrely Dan storms out into the storm and it's minus 40 with the windshield. Cue the music. All right, initial thoughts. Victor, what say you? Well, first, like I was thinking, didn't they already do a fart etiquette episode, <laughs> uh, or at least a skit on it? Uh, and but but I couldn't remember if that actually happened or not. Um, oh, it did. You're thinking fart yeah. book. <laughs> Yeah, they did a whole was... episode. You loved it. It was on your precious. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> <laughs> do, do, do we need to pull it up? <laughs> I never <laughs> thought of fart book as a farting episode. What? Oh my god, anyway. it's in the title. <laughs> it's All a social right. media episode. I understand what you're saying, Victor. You're still wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt? No, I don't know. And so, no, so, no, they so had I the whole I, cup fart thing. Remember? He farted in his hand and cup then of fart, cup yeah. of fart. Well, yeah, I guess I guess I guess so. I just for me it was the whole the whole uh social media thing that I take away from that episode. Mm-hmm. But um but anyway, I mean I thought this was fun. I thought it was some of some of the exchange was funny and some of it was I was thinking, is you know, is, is this how we're starting? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I was open-minded. I yeah. was open-minded. I wasn't ready to, you know, uh, shut it off. It sure. was, it, there were some good things going on. What say you, Matt? <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I think I've said this before. I have both the equivalents of a six-year-old mentality. <laughs> so fart jokes are right up my alley. Um, but, I mean, I felt for Squirrely Dan because they really came hard down on him and in all fairness, uh, I felt like he was just trying to share and they <laughs> didn't appreciate yeah, that. Sharing is caring. <laughs> and, uh, that's how I was raised. So fuck them. <laughs> uh, Tanya. I think squirrely Dan needs to go see a doctor. 
<laughs> I, 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 that's, I, you know, we, we often have a lot of conversations about farting. There was ground rules laid uh, early in our relationship about inappropriate farts. When Alan... Key to a um, happy marriage. When Alan decided to zip up the sleeping bag, the double sleeping bag, and then let one rip, and I thought I was going to throw up in the bag. Uh, so, yeah, I was so, going to say, is that is that uh, racist? I don't know. Dutch oven? That, yeah, no. Yeah, it was I, don't, ra- I don't know. If I, if, I, if I am, I apologize, but that's the terminology I'm aware of. Yes, that was the one I grew up with as well. <laughs> yes, so key to happy marriage is definitely laying down ground rules around farts. Yes. Yes. Uh, my, my, yeah, it was, uh, it's not the smartest opening they've ever had, but it was fun. It was, it was, you know, well acted and, and fun, but yeah, it was just kind of very juvenile. Uh, all right. Scene one after the music, uh, at the hockey rink, Riley and Jonesy are holding another players only meeting. All right, you fucking pheasants. Now we love being the biggest Pantene pros in the league, but we want some wins. We love being the silkiest studs, but no W's is embarrassing. I mean, I buried a one-timer backhand clapper top cheese last night, boys, but who cares? No W. I buried a knee-down half clapper from the goal line. Big whoop. No W. And if we want some wins in this room, we got to get the puck bunny out of it. Seems the uh, seniors don't know what a puck bunny is. What's a puck bunny, you little bitch? You don't know what a puck bunny is? Not sure I'm familiar with the term either, Bartz. Okay. Whereas musicians have groupies, hockey players have puck bunnies. Hmm. Right? Right? Yeah. Get it? I think I understand. A puck bunny is someone who seeks a relationship with hockey players specifically. Seeks to fuck them. Yes. I have no problem with that. Right. Unless the puck bunny is getting in the way of wins. Any puck buddies get in the way of W's come to mind? The seniors are failing to see the relevance of Riley and Jonesy bringing up a puck bunny. Uh, Riley has to be the voice of reason. Right. I'm just going to go ahead and spell this right the fuck out for you boys. The girl that you're all in love with, she's a puck bunny. Uh, the seniors still refuse to believe Angie's a puck bunny. And just then, Angie walks in and calls on the seniors to get some appies. The seniors start fighting, and Riley and Jonesy yell at Angie that she's tearing them apart. They follow Angie out of the dressing room. <laughs> hey, we need to talk. Hey, bud. Sick dangles last weekend. Mixing a W, but still. Unreal roadie for the boys. Listen. You too, bud. Silky, silky miss last weekend. Love that knee down half clapper. Unreal. What you want to talk about, bud? Nothing. Sicky. What about you, bud? Nothing. Unreal. Well, I'm going to go crush a sando. Appy's a hundy pee boys. No, oh, I hate that. <sighs> Speaking puck money, bro. <laughs> oh, God. Girls who don't play hockey should not talk like hockey players, bud. Hey, girls who don't play hockey, stop talking like hockey players. Well, why would girls <laughs> think we like that, bud? We fucking hate that. Ah, oh, man, we might be waxed here, but I mean, I want W's, but I can't talk to her. I can't do it. I'll fucking pot. I'm with you, bro. I was already starting to snap crackle. Riley comes up with an idea about finding someone who can speak to Angie on her level. Someone who can speak Puck Bunny. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's a setup for the main storyline in this oh, one. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> to me, honestly, I, and... I know you 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 grabbed some good clips out there, but there, there was definitely more. And 
even the the round table with the seniors there made me laugh that time. Yeah. And there's more to come. Um, and I don't often like them, but the whole discomfort with Riley and Jonesy there when she's speaking puck bunsy, puck bunsy, <laughs> puck bunny is is just epic. And you three beers in comes, already there, Matt? Uh, uh, actually, yeah, I am. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I pre-drink before the show. Don't yeah. worry. It's, it's responsible podcasting. <laughs> so uh, this one's so this, gonna... this is the most we've heard Angie talk, I think, so far. And, yeah. and you know, what's funny is that um, now that kind of we're hearing her, I'm thinking, how could she and Wayne ever have been a thing? They seem so <laughs> not <laughs> compatible. Right. But she's in puck bunny mode right now. So yeah, I think you're missing the point, yeah. Victor. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not like we've been we we're so familiar with her that we can we can just know that oh, that's a mode and not her personality, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, later on we'll see Katie uh, switch to Puck Bunny mode, and we'll see that she's a different person then too. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Riley and Joni, Jonesy comes up with the idea to to find somebody who can speak Puck Bunny. Uh, next scene back at the farm. The Hicks are in the kitchen. Wayne has just finished getting Katie's sled out. And just then, uh, Squirrely Dan rips a nasty fart. Inappropriate. Why? Because you're not exposed to fart in front of girls. True story. You're suffocating me. That's two-way street. They go on to talk about how they're going to figure out who wrecked the sled shack. Katie sent Shep and Kingsley to take photos of the sled shack in daylight. The models return from their mission and remove their coats. They're still shirtless. Uh, They do their back and forth routine about how chunky they are. And then Wayne just sits there fuming as uh, Squirrely Dan gives the funniest looks. Uh, Katie finally shoos the models away and Wayne speaks his mind. You've outdone yourself this time, kiddo. (laughs) Shut up. They're... (laughs) Perks. Stimulating conversations. No, they're stimulating, all right. Huh? Nothing. Photos. <clears throat> Katie looks at the photos. The models are posing in each one. On the surface, they seem useless, but then uh, Squirrely Dan takes a closer look at them. Well, what's the scoop, Super Chief? Oh, it's DGENs from upcountry, all right. How do you know? All the different patches of yellow snows. <laughs> DGENs loves pissing outdoors. Fucking DGENs. Mm, Dan's right. See that spatter of blood right there? That's from bloody nose. DGENs always got the finger up the nose. I fucking hate DGENs from upcountry so much. <laughs> the models return. They ask for their photos back so they can use them in their portfolios. Uh, Wayne yells at them to put a fucking shirt on. The models retreat to Katie's room. The Hicks leave to deal with the DGEN problem, but Katie stays behind. And then just then, Riley and Jonesy show up at the farmhouse. They compliment Katie's new look. She asks them to get to their business. We need a favor. Ferda. Okay. There's a puck bunny. So the boys are getting laid. A uh, bad kind of puck bunny. So a lot of the boys are getting laid. She's divided the room. I bet she divides in a room. And we want W's, so... So she's got to go. Yes. yes. Claire's only meeting. Yeah, we tried that. Boys aren't really receptive. Mm. She's a clever little bunny. We tried also talking to her, too, but she speaks... Puck bunny and... And what? She drives his mental voice. We can't hang. <laughs> Jonesy and Riley ask for Katie's help. They need someone who speaks Puck bunny. Katie doesn't think she can even speak Puck bunny anymore, but then she tries it out and gets Riley and Jonesy all excited. In the end, Katie tells them it's not her pig, not her farm. In other words, not her problem. Plus, Katie thinks she'd like the girl. Uh, she wouldn't mind meeting her one day. Well, you have met her already, though. I have? 
Yeah. yeah. Angie. The Angie? Yes. Yes. In. So Katie's in on the plan. Next scene. Out on the trail, the Hicks arrive at the wrecked sled shack. McMurray, Joint Boy, and Tyson are already there cleaning up the mess. And then uh, Squirrely Dan rips a fart. Inappropriate. Why? Well, Joint Boy's right in line of fire there. Oh, somebody makes some Montreal steaks place in their tomato soup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're being really hard on Squirrely Dan this episode. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, targeting him. Yes, every right. To, fart to be fair... <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. He's ripping it a lot. <laughs> yeah, he is. Wayne and McMurray go through their awkward greetings when they, as a, like they're interrupting each other, and then Wayne gets to the business at hand. Now, no one likes beating up DJs more than you, so we figured we'd give you a dang. Tyson, Joint Boy, you helped us put up the shack, so it only makes sense you help us defend it. Now, they got us on the weekend. We should nip this in the bud now before they get the rest of Letterkenny. Well, it's all fine and dandy, Wayne, but I had to hire a hand to do the chore in my absence. You'll have to cover his wages. Same. I'm on nights right now. It's double time. You should try EI. Fucking DJs from upcountry. It's costing us money to beat the shit out of DJs. Uh, Wayne pays uh, uh, McMurray and uh, Ry- or Tyson what they ask, uh, and Derry then presents the plan. They're going to advertise a party for DJs, egg huckers, nose pickers, and mailbox ruiners. Uh, they're going to hide in degen blinds, which are similar to deer blinds. And when the degens come, they jump out and beat the shit out of them. McMurray likes the idea, except it's Tuesday, and that's more of a Friday night or Saturday night thing. Wayne thinks they'll need a stronger lure. Uh, Squirrely Dan asks, well, what, what do degens love? Uh, Derry says, besides nose picking or pissing outside, nothing. McMurray then uh, thinks that if you want to describe it, Gen son of a bitch, according to the evening news, at the top of your list would be probably be racist uh squirrely dan agrees given that mcmurray comes given that mcmurray comes up with his plan what we could do is we advertise a party for ethnicities out here at the shack and we could use the ethnicities to lure out the dgens that we want to beat shits out of fuck's sakes that's offside well you let me finish boss hog okay so what we could do okay <laughs> is one could we bring the ethnicities out here we could beat up the degens before they could try to beat up the ethnicities. You're still walking a super fine line there, big chief. You didn't let me finish. See, what we can do now <laughs> is have the ethnicities help us beat up the degens like some kind of fantasy revenge of love of ass whooping. I guess I've seen that in a Quentin Tarantino film one or three times. Abort. <laughs> uh, the, uh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino <laughs> reference. I figured Victor would like that because they're probably talking about Inglor- Inglorious Bastards. Well, yeah. I mean, the references continue to, uh, you know, to point uh, that way, show up. Yeah. So. Uh, Tyson speaks up next. He thinks another uh, thing DGENs are known for is being homophobists. <laughs> Squirrely Dan <laughs> agrees to that, too. No, no, homophobes is definitely degens. You mean like gay bash? That's the one. That's the worst. Yeah, you're right. That is so gay. Wait, that there's homophobics. <laughs> Who is? Less you say now, less you have to apologize for later. This begins a whole hilarious discussion on what it means to be homophobic. You see, Professor Trisha from my women's studies class teaches us that homophobia is not just uh, condemning homosexualities, but it's also not using the appropriate and preferred terms what homosexuals likes to be called by. Yeah, but they call themselves twinks sometimes. Like, I'd be offended by that. I might be offended by that too. You see, 
where I'm from, sometimes when people think things are dumb or stupid, they just say that it's gay. Yeah, but you're not exposed to say that anymore. Are you a homophobes? No. Well, because what you said was definitely homophobics. Fuck's just a lot of work. Mm, it's like picking stones and doing hay all at once. Fucking D-gems. I'm pretty sure you're a homophobist. <laughs> Beat the shit out of you one time for beating up a gay. Yeah, I didn't know he was gay. He called me a fag. Well, this certainly has come full circle. <laughs> yeah, see, but you being offended that being called a fag is, is also technically homophobics. Trying to take a fucking migraine here. Well, see where I'm from. <laughs> we all knows Reeves comes from McMurray's, but times they are a changin's. I think we can all agree here that homophobists are degenerates. I gotta stop. So much going on. Yeah, I gotta stop because this is one really well written scene, as in my oh, in my opinion. So good. This it's is one. So of, this is one of the reasons why I lo- love this show because uh, once again, just like how they handled abortion in the last uh, uh, episode, the way they handle uh, homophobia here, I mean, only they can do it that way, and and yeah. I think they do it really well. Like it, it's they walk that fine line, but they never. Yeah, I, I really enjoy and, and- it. <clears throat> And not but, to be lost, uh, uh, Squirrely Dan's uh, women's studies class. Yeah, again, uh, yeah, he brings that up again. It's awesome. Brilliant. <laughs> but like, I, I think, and again, I feel like I'm going to walk a fine line here too, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Because I, I, what they do so well is they really illustrate how I think the way culture and everything's changing around these topics where people are often confused and don't even realize they're being inappropriate in the wrong settings right like and then i'll admittedly say like when i was younger you know I, i'm i'm well into my 30s now um when i was a kid i would say things all like that's gay that's yeah, this absolutely. and i would and i and it was was not intended in my head mm-hmm. in a negative way towards home homopho- or uh, the lgbt community anything like that it was not ever intended in my head so i didn't have um misrepresentation in mind but it was a terminology that was very common yeah it was out of, it was out of but, ignorance you didn't know any better yeah, yeah uh, so, absolutely you know, yeah. so over time as i've learned and and grown and whatever that that phrase has certainly left my vocabulary mm-hmm. because i've learned to appreciate that has a whole different meaning and and yeah. you know it offends a lot of people so i wouldn't do that anymore but i mean even this scene that's definitely illustrate that you know he's saying things like that um you know, and they're like, oh, that's a homophobe. It's like, well, he didn't even realize he's doing that and yeah. no one really knows what to do. So everyone's sort of teetering this line and mm-hmm. a lot of people are still learning and growing um, to adapt to the way the world is today. Well, that's what's important, right, is is the, the growth. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. G- growing up in a small town, uh, I, you know, I had uh, there were the, the homophobic slurs and there were the racist slurs that I repeated because I, I didn't know any better either. Yeah. Until I Absolutely. until I knew better. And then the, the whole point, though, of growing as a person, I'm, I don't want to start getting too preachy, but it's you grow as a person. You understand when, when something is wrong and then you change the behavior. Right. And what I loved about that scene is he got, you know, a group of hicks who are, uh, you know, some of them aren't too bright. They're all because by by virtue of, of of being hicks are probably conservative folks, and they're grappling with that. But they're doing it in a way, and they're learning as they're doing it, and they're talking it out. And that's what I like about this show. It's a kind of like how many like we Tanya and I live kind of surrounded by a lot of conservative conservatives yeah. here who won't take that time to question or to to have those talks. They'll they'll just say, "Oh, fucking PC bullshit. I, I have no time for that." Right. Whereas in this case, there's an there's a clear example of 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 behavior where you know gr- growth can happen from that behavior as opposed to just shutting it out because uh, you're anti PC or or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I know. I thought it was a great scene, and and mm-hmm. a lot of people may have just 
laughed at the sort of banter, but it, there's a lot more going on there than um, I think so too. Yeah. Than, than, than that face value. Yeah. What did you think, Victor? Yeah, uh, same. I, I, you know, the reality is that you're li- a lot more likely, even though you'd hope people are growing, you're a lot more likely to come across a dinosaur uh, who would say that is so gay than you would uh, a kid in school. Kids are still very cruel and, and, you know, kids are dumb, but they don't say that anymore. Right. Right. And, and that's the thing. And it's just, it, it, just a small kind of mi- little microcosm of the fact that we as a human race are always evolving and mm-hmm. we're always getting better. And as bad as the world is, we are better today than we were 10 years ago and 10 years ago before that and so on and so on. We're always growing and evolving. And uh, this yeah. is just another small example. You were very quiet. What did you think of that scene? Uh, I didn't see it that way. Um, I was kind of, I was, yeah, I was kind of bored at that point. So <laughs> I, it dragged on a little bit. I, I was a little, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of tapped out, um, after the whole hockey thing was happening. Yeah, I, I was afraid just, that was going to happen. Yeah. The, the, the hockey banter. And I'm just like, are we visiting that? Again, like how many times are we going to do the circle and them going around? And I was like, and I'm done. If it wasn't for homework, I would have turned it off. Yeah. So I, I kind of tapped out already at this point. I, I love what you guys are saying. I see what you're saying. I think it, it, it is uh, brilliant how they did that, uh, as you've mentioned. Um, but yeah, at that point, I just was kind of like, I just want it to be over. Well, back to the, back, back to the scene here. She, she was still mesmerized by squirrely dance farting. No, uh, yeah. So as soon as I as soon as I saw that this was going to be a hockey centric episode, I knew we were going to lose Tanya early. <laughs> I was I was I was like hoping though that she you know she could hold out to to this scene because I feel like from this scene on the 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 episode does anyway. We'll we'll talk about that later. But anyway, it's, it's funny. I didn't. I didn't think of this as a hockey-centric episode, but anyway, let's go on. Well, it's called Puck Bunny. Uh. Yeah, so you told that there was a, it was also called Native Flu, but there was nothing. Uh. <laughs> it was also called Fart Book, and he thought it had nothing to do with farting. <laughs> so there you go. All right, Derry states the obvious. Mm, I think it's quite obvious that using human lures is pretty extreme. I'd really like for you to meet Professor Trisha. Wayne is losing faith that they're going to be able to lure the degens. Uh, Derry comes up with a last-ditch attempt at a plan. Okay, so using gays is homophobic. Tip of the iceberg, bud. What about fake gays? Well, what's a fake gays? Well, someone who may appear to be gay, but is not actually gay, and therefore it would not be gay bashing. Well, yes, you'd want to avoid a hate crime if you could. <laughs> So you wants to use fake gays to lure the degens? Perhaps. Okay, listen. Just so long as everyone's heard my messages loud and clears, I think I can live with that. Okay. This has been very diplomatic and rational. I think the next step in the order of business here would be to go and find some fake gays for these degenerates to beat up. I know where to look. <laughs> my two favorite parts of that scene are, yes, we would like to avoid a hate crime. I love that line. And then right at the end where, where, where Wayne perks up and says, I know where to look because I knew exactly what the next scene was going to be. <laughs> smash cut, smash cut to the farmhouse where Shep and Kingsley are sitting in the kitchen shirtless and flipping through a magazine. Uh, Wayne walks in and tells him to put a fucking shirt on. Uh, next scene at the rink. Angie is making her way into the locker room, presumably to rile up the seniors again. 
but she walks into an empty locker room. Well, except for Katie, who's dressed almost identically as Angie. Uh, perhaps there's a puck bunny uniform. Uh, the girls exchange pleasantries. Katie infer- in- informs Angie that the hockey players are training on dry land today. Katie asks if, uh, if she's been wheeling. Uh, Angie admits to turning on the jets. Katie asks if there are notches on the bedpost. A- Angie admits to having been notching. Uh, Katie asks who Angie's been notching. Angie says she's been making her way up the roster, but not Riley and Jonesy. She'd never touch them, presumably out of respect for Katie. Angie says she'd never want to piss Katie off. About that. Yeah. Do you remember when you cheated on my brother? Yeah. And I went around town telling everyone that I was going to get you. Yeah. But then you left town, so couldn't. Couldn't what? Get you. Yeah. I guess I could still get you. Yeah. Stay away from this dressing room. Yeah. And all the players in it. Yeah. Especially Riley and Jonesy. Yeah. And one more thing. Yeah. Open your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking get after it then. Katie gives Angie one of her patented box shots and walks out. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I heard almost nothing in that scene. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it was it was a two. Yeah. Anyway, well, no, you know, no, I just I lost complete. Oh god, the, the audio just phased out, and I yeah, I don't know oh, which one I love more. I'm you, just, I'm you, just saying. You heard music and and birds chirping instead, right? Yeah, you, you and then and then I felt pain. And then, yeah, <laughs> but this, you didn't. But but you didn't lose concentration for the same reason that Tanya lost concentration. No, but you know what's here. funny? I was about to say Tanya. <laughs> you got at, it. It was at this point here where Tanya perks up, going, "Oh, she's gonna kick her in." in the, Oh yeah, I saw that coming. She perked up right away. It's like she was like in a coma up until that scene. It's like she, Katie's gonna <laughs> kick her in the crotch. I like Katie. Well, I feel like I, well, I feel like I almost got in trouble. I think I was watching that scene a little too intensely while wifey was sitting beside me, and I'm like, I'm just trying to focus and doing my homework, and it was such a wonderfully done scene. Oh, so I Ange- just had to focus. Oh, sorry, uh, uh, Jen watched the episode with you. Yeah, yeah, she'll 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 sit on most of them. What did you, what did you, well we'll we'll ask you. Well, she laughs. Yeah. No, she laughs okay. like for sure. She loves. She's a fan, but uh, she hey, thinks this brother. is funny that I do. This. Good yeah. news. It's, it's no Grey's Anatomy. Don't say I never done nothing for you. <laughs> so uh, Angie or uh, Katie walks off and and calls uh, Wayne and says, "Don't say I never done anything for you." Uh, Riley and Jonesy are up in the stands watching Katie walk away. They're pleased with themselves. Scene six at the Skids hideout. A clown sneaks into the room but is immediately caught by the skids who are waiting for him. Stuart calls Devin an embarrassment and unmasks the clown, but it isn't Devin. Yeah. Uh, back at the sled shack, uh, the trap has been set with Shep and Kingsley, and the Hicks go over their checklist. I think we should have a look at the checklist. Advertise for gay party? We really need some sort of bar in this town. Or homosexual or queers. You know, however they choose to be identified. Check. Recruited fake gays. God, those guys are pansies. Check. Tidied up the area in and around the shack to make it look presentable for a fake gay party. Took all goddamn day, but check. Constructed D-Gen blinds so that we may hide out and wait for the D-Gens to try and ambush the fake gay party. Box of cold. Check. 
Paid Tyson and McMurray their wages so as to help us beat the shit out of the D-Gens. Fucking D-Gens. Check. You should really try EI. All right, then we're ready to get this rig rolling. Not a moment too soon. Here they come. Okay, everybody into their D-Gen blind. When the motion sensor light bulb comes on, time to jump out and beat the shit out of the D-Gens. Thank Christ. Because if there was even one more chore, I mean even one more chore involved in beating the shit out of D-Gens from up country, I'd be pulling the chute. And just then, the bulb on the motion sensor light runs out. McMurray gets a text notifying him that his farmhand has a scoots, so he's got to go choring. And Tyson gets a call from his boss, uh, who needs him to go into work to take care of an emergency. The wheels are falling off the Hicks plan, and the sound of the distant sleds nears. Uh, Wayne comes to a realization. All this work involved in luring these D-Gens out here, all these fucking chores. Fucking cold. You bring these shirtless nutsacks out here to be fake gay dudes. I'm still not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, there's something wrong. <laughs> I don't know what it is or why, but there is. It's not quite sexist, but it's not quite homophobic. It's something, though. <laughs> I know it is. It's not PCs, that's for damn sure. Well, I'm just thinking, <laughs> all this work luring them out, wouldn't the more efficient thing be to repel them? That's a Texas size 10-4. I'm farting! Appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so, cut to a quiet sled shack uh, the next night. You can hear someone or someone's taking a piss in the woods. And when they're done, they come out from behind the sled shack. It's Ginger and Boots. And cut to a couple of D-Gens hiding behind a snow pile surveying the shack. Upon seeing Ginger and Boots, one D-Gen says to the other, you'd have to be a sick ostrich. And cut to black. <laughs> Oh, so fuck. there you go. Victor, what did you get about that ending? I So it wasn't a close-up of them. So when they came out, I didn't know that it was Ginger and Boots. I oh, wasn't sure what was going on. Okay. And, then, and Linda and I were watching it together, and we both looked at each other thinking, what? And then, and then when they did a close-up of the D-Gens, because we didn't know who they were, but one mm -hmm. of them was a Ginger. And so I thought, wait, <laughs> wait. What's happening here? <laughs> and then, and then I was also trying to connect it to kind of the, the, how it was just a second ago, all noisy, and there was yeah. about to be this confrontation, and then it was all quiet. I, I just, I was just trying to piece what the heck happened just now. Yeah, but they, did they have their confrontation, and then who are these guys? Is that Ginger and Boots? And if it is, then how can they also be behind the rock? Or maybe it's the Dejans. Uh, and so. So we had to go and do research. We went online and, and I felt better because there's a whole community of people that had no idea what happened. And we're asking, uh, so well, you found the one Reddit stream, did you? And uh, so you looked as well. And, <laughs> and, and, and all I'm saying is I don't think it was as clear uh, to everybody as you think. All right. uh, and so I thought there I'm was. I'm glad I did. I'm glad. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad because yeah. now it makes sense. But I don't know. It was just. Uh, it was just. The, wasn't. Wasn't that tight. The cut wasn't very clear. I. I agree with Victor. Like all of a sudden of you were you, you were you were hearing snowmobile snowmobiles and then all of a sudden there's nothing. Like where did everybody go? Like I. It was still night. It didn't show that there was a time lapse mm -hmm. into the next day. So what happened that night? Yeah, like it, it was a bit of a messy cut at the end there because they did talk about and McMurray was saying how, well, you know, even though I have to go back to work, I'm here anyway and they're coming. So we'll, we'll fight them anyway. But we do. And then but but then they started talking about we do need to figure out a way to repel, like to to keep them away as opposed to uh, beat the shit out of them. Anyway, uh, Victor, what what are your, your thoughts on this? Uh, no ratings, just uh, kind of overall thoughts. Yeah, I thought. 
there was some interesting storylines. Obviously, not the farting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just some fun banter. It wasn't a strong open uh, opening like they typically have. Uh, I thought it was just okay the way it opened. But I like the storylines. The hockey, the hockey storyline was okay. I didn't think this was a hockey centric episode. I thought the the main story was the shack and the planning and that whole conversation in the middle about uh, uh, about the whole PC topic. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first about getting the ethnicities out there yeah. and then getting getting the the uh, the gays out there and uh, it, it was a really really uh, central piece to mm-hmm. the whole thing and then that that's how it ended as well right I mean it really had the beginning the middle and the end and I felt the hockey was a secondary story there mm-hmm. um, and and it was and to be honest like I you know uh, Matt alluded to the to the scene with Katie and uh, and uh, Angie and uh, yeah it was it was alright but I I also didn't really like was happy with how it ended. I, I thought it would have been better if she didn't kick her in the crotch because then, <laughs> then it's like, I'm going to get you. Then you have a reason to fear me, but now she kind of did it. So what's there to fear? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I felt that that was a little, she, that it could have, it could have, the scene could have ended without that. Well, she already, uh, but, but she yeah. already feared Katie to the, to the extent that she, Riley and Jonesy were off limits. Uh, she said as yeah, much, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I, I'm just saying it didn't need to go mm-hmm. like it didn't need to go there. But overall, um, you know, there were some. I liked the storylines in in the episode, and and some of it, some of them were executed quite well. Mm-hmm. Matt, yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's. I'll, I'll say. I mean, I'll echo some of what Victor was talking about. But in, to me, there was two solid storylines going on in this one. Uh, the one obviously about the shack and and figuring what to do with all that, and then the hockey side. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in, I mean, to me, uh, Riley and Jonesy, I thought really um, uh, came out came out strong on this episode. I love their dialogue. I thought they did some good work. Boomtown, I mean, he had some mm-hmm. his couple lines. I was I was crying <laughs> laughing at him. Yeah, they were great. I mean, I don't like though that little circle jerk they do yeah. there, but um, but that. The Boom Boom Boomtown's lines were great. Yeah. Um, I thought the the hockey line, the whole storyline was great. The fart scene, I mean, like I said, I'm six, so fart jokes make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think and and what we talked about already with the um, with how they handled that whole scene around homosexuality and all that, I, I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I and I really think, I mean, it, it a lot of people might actually even listen to this cast rethink that scene a bit because. I think you're spot on, Al. I think they really handled that well mm-hmm. um, and really showed the discomfort that a lot of people have and how to approach yeah. scenes because they don't know when they're crossing that line or or aren't even aware when they're being inappropriate or, yeah. or totally and, appropriate. And the, dis- so, the discomfort is okay because that's how we're yeah. going to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they talked about it very openly and weren't no one no one was bashing each other. It's like, oh, that's not appropriate. Oh, that's yeah. okay. I thought that was really smart. Mm-hmm. And um so no, I thought there was two solid lines. I think the the scene with the skids didn't make any sense. It was fine. It made me laugh, but I, it just kind of was like a throw-in scene. So I think they're, set, they're setting it up. They're setting something up. Yeah, and, and it's but, fine. Yeah. But to me, it was a commercial break for this one. Yeah, I did, it still laughs, but mm-hmm. it didn't really fit. But overall, I, I enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. Tanya. So do we know who the girl clown is? We're, we will. But we don't. Not yet. There's no name or anything. No. There's just screaming and then that's it. Cut scene. Because they thought it was Devin and, and it's not Devin. It's a, uh, it's a girl that we, we will, we'll find out who she is. That squeal was right out of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great squeal. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. So, um, I like Katie still do. I love how she doesn't like, uh, she doesn't let anyone touch her. She, she stands up for herself. She stands up for her brother. Um, she's the alpha female in that town. Totally the alpha. And I love her for that. Hundo P. Yeah. yeah, I do. (laughs) I do love a strong, awesome woman. So, uh, loved her. Um, didn't love anything else. Like really didn't. I, I, I don't like the hockey as you've noted. Um, I, I, I didn't like this. It just feels like, uh, repetition. It just repeats itself over and over and over again. And I'm like, okay, been there, done that, saw it, move on. What's the story now? Like, I just don't, feel and i and i know that this one had a little bit more when you're you're noting about um the the underlying um message but i just didn't feel i i just was i i, I wouldn't have that conversation to me that would been frustrating to to have somebody not understand the reason why you shouldn't have decoys of Ethnicity, yeah, but, uh, but, but that, but we were witnessing them under getting to understand it. They they don't understand it yet because they they don't. But well, they now don't that know we've had this conversation, mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. and I mean, and, and I see your point. But during it, I was already sure. kind of, all right, you know what? I'm just got to get through this. Uh, <laughs> l- let me remind, remind you, there was a real life example of this on our podcast uh, last. It was the last season when. Or in season one, where uh, I used the term "spirit animal" in one of our Twitter polls, I think yeah, and I used it on the show. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then yeah, and it, it, there's no bad intention there. And as soon as somebody pointed it out, though, that that's not 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 a great term uh, for for indigenous, you know, against indigenous pe- people. I learned and I apologized, and and now from now on, I know not to use that term. So there that it happened on this show so yes. um uh what we were witnessing there is just another w- another example of somebody learning i appreciate it yeah. no i absolutely i i see that now that you're mm-hmm. pointing it out as i said i was kind of um cuz i i could have just easily have said oh they're just being uh it's just a, a figure of speech anyone you know it's harmless uh, they're just being overly sensitive right cuz a lot of people would have said that or a lot of that's just PC bullshit, but no, like it takes, it takes a little bit of empathy to, to learn empathy and humility, right. To say, you know what? I didn't know. Uh, I'm sorry, my bad. And and now I'll learn from it and and try not to repeat that same mistake. Um, okay. So yeah, my, my views on, on the episode, uh, I'm, you know, uh, it's, it's a 50, 50 episode between, I think the the storylines are 50, 50 between the hockey and, and, and the Hicks. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the skid storyline is just, they're setting something up. It's just a, it's a commercial break as, as Matt said, um, it started, you know, it was, it it wasn't the strongest cold open. It was still fun. Uh, you know, it wasn't one of their, their smarter, uh, written opens, but I think it was, it still had a lot there to, to, to enjoy like a lot of squirrely Dan and his reaction to, you know, how dare you say I can't fart, you know, like, I mean, this is my lifeblood. This is what I do. Like, how, so that was kind of fun, but yeah, I, you know, it's, it's not one of the strongest ones. So I feel like the episode started kind of not weak, but it started at a clearance, but then as soon as it hit to me, that one scene and, and it's a long scene. Uh, so admittedly there it's, it's probably too long, but I, I love the scene. I love the writing of it and I love the intention of it. And I love the, uh, everything about it. Like this is why letter Kenny works. 
because it's showing Hicks in a, in a light that people don't, don't see them, don't normally see them in. And, and I, I always say this, Tanya and I kind of, we live in a town, in a small town. We're surrounded by a lot of, you know, conservative conservatives. Our neighbors are like during election time, we don't dare put a sign out because we would be the only red sign on our lawn. And up in Canada, red is liberal, not, not the other way around. Uh, we're surrounded by, important to call out. Yeah. We're surrounded by a sea of blue up here. Blue is conservative. Uh, so we would never dare show our, our, our colors here because we're surrounded by conservatives and we hear it all the time. We know. And, and so anytime a, a teaching, like a, a teachable moment like that happens around here, it's just shrugged off fucking PC bullshit, snowflake, blah, blah, blah. All you can, everything you can say and think of is happening. There's no stopping and going, well, wait a minute. Why is it wrong? Maybe I should rethink. Uh, and, and that scene showed that gave kind of a, a way to, well, uh, a path to that understanding. So that's why I really, and, and there's a lot of that in, on, on letter Kenny, uh, you know, I, there was a throwaway line, I think in uh season two where Riley and Jonesy, Jonesy said, I don't think that's politically correct. When, uh, when the natives <laughs> remember when the natives, uh, BFIs, B, big fucking Indians yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Riley and Jonesy said, I don't think that's PC. Like again, yeah. like, who says that? Right. But, but they're trying to be kind of empathetic. They're trying to be okay. Yeah. You know, like a uh, PC isn't a four letter word. It's a two letter word. It, it's <laughs> so I like the writing of it. I thought that brought the level of the, uh, the episode back up. Uh, and I was about, you know, well, we'll, we'll get into ratings after, but I, but I have been swayed a bit by some of what Victor had to say and, and, and Tanya. Uh, so that'll reflect in my, in my rating. Um, the other thing about the, yeah, the circle jerk with the seniors, I really wanted to include some of the boomtown quotes, but they would have made zero sense if I, if I didn't include, <laughs> if I didn't include everyone else. And I, I, I really don't like what the others do. Like if it was, I, I, I agree. I, I have to say something about that circle. Yeah. It's becoming a guilty pleasure. Like yeah. I, I hate it and I love it at the same oh, time. Okay. I, I don't um, so, hate it, but so, it's just tedious, and and it's just yeah. it, we're. I'm just waiting for what Boobtown. That's how I say. feel about those two models too. Like really, like what is going on? Like just yeah. move well, on. I think, I think the difference that here's the difference, and, I'll, and I'll say it. So I don't mind the models. They they make me laugh, but there's only two of them, mm-hmm. so <laughs> it bounces back and yeah, forth really yeah, quick. But yeah. with the with the seniors, there's what five of them, four or five of them. Yeah. Um, so it takes a long time to yeah. get around that circle. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the first few guys are hit and miss. There might be some funny, and then Boomtown slams it, and you laugh your ass off. Yeah. So you're kind of just waiting. So if they do one round, you're like, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. How are two, the models like, interesting? Oh. Honestly, well, the models are how? just ridiculous. No. They're ridiculous, but they're, oh, they're how, ridiculous. that is yeah. not a character that is like, <laughs> oh, I can't I'll wait take- to see the model. <laughs> like, what are they going to do this? Oh, they're going to say that they're fat again. Like, really? <laughs> like, come I'll take on. the hockey circle over the models every day of the week. Yeah. Come on. Like, the, right. I don't know. It's just too much repetition. All right, let's move on to ratings real quick here uh victor what rating would you give this one uh, well i mean i don't think it's a surprise it's going to be a clearance for me uh i think that the, there's too much good storytelling and there's too many not too many but there's mm-hmm. definitely some some great scenes mm-hmm. in this episode that it, it wouldn't it wouldn't deserve mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh compost uh i th- i mean especially that scene in the middle mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, it's just too good. Uh, but it's definitely not a fresh. Uh, uh, I think it's it, it's it's just just didn't didn't open well. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a, uh, some ebbs and flows, and the ending. I like the ending now that I understand it. Yeah. But I didn't like that I needed to do, go and do research to get there. So sure. So it's a cool <laughs> shouldn't for me. have yeah. to work that hard to watch a TV show. Yeah, that's, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Matt, your your uh, rating. Um. <sighs> I'm going to give this a fresh. What? It's, it, no, no. Hear me. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, we know. And I, and I heard, did you hear that? That came from Victor and Tanya. We basically disagreed on almost every episode. Oh, man. But I'm giving it. It's a light fresh, but it's still fresh. And and I'll tell you why. So I, I, I was fine with the opening. It made me laugh. I thought the two stories were solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, I think the message that they were really trying to, to, to send out there, I, I thought was delivered really smart. Um, and that's what I really appreciate about this episode. Mm-hmm. Again, I've got a lot of friends who have experienced this kind of thing firsthand. Um, and, and when they tackle topics like this, it's always uncomfortable, but I think they did it well. And, and I really, I, I thought it was smart. So mm-hmm. For those reasons, this one lands in a fresh one because I think there's something to be said in this episode. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They used the F word, the F-A-G word. And yeah. And you like at first you're like, ooh, but then when you when you but when you pay attention to the context and how they use it, it was brilliant. It, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, Dan? Okay. Can I just start by saying when we started watching the show, I crossed my fingers. I really want to give a show a fresh. I really do. I, 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 I long for an episode that I'm like, damn, that shit's good. Like, and, and, and I just, I, I can't believe you gave it a fresh. I just, I did not think it, I don't think it deserves a fresh. I like what you're saying. I would have absolutely a hundred percent put it in the compost. Uh, you have swayed wow. me to put it in the clearance. All right. I'll take it. I'll but, take it, Tanya. But wow, totally. Like, again. Like I said, it's, it's a low fresh, but I still think it needs to be a fresh. I I love the message that you guys have pointed out. I think that it deserves more than a compost. I, I'll stick it in a clearance. I appreciate that. What? I think. When I when I give my performance reviews and the person is arguing for a higher rating, I say it's all about consistency. Mm-hmm. So it's not about having a a, a peak; it's about having a consistent mm-hmm. yes. consistent consistency of peaks throughout. Mm-hmm. And that was my issue with this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the message is on point. Uh, they they that scene really showed the authenticity of the show, mm-hmm. right? The authenticity of the characters that it's just you know. We ex- ex- accept you for who who you are. Come bring yourself to the show, right? It's just that the message is super great. Mm-hmm. But we're we're here, you know, we're here uh, judging the episode, right? Yeah. We're having fun with it. It's yeah, obviously exactly. these guys again. I the caveat <laughs> that they're brilliant and yeah. they're awesome. So we're just having some fun. But but if we're going to judge the episode, I have to give give. You know, my for my rating, I'm not trying to sway Matt, but for mm-hmm. my rating, it's all about the consistency, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's what it comes down to. That's fair. Yeah. So coming into this uh, to the podcast, I was going to give this one a. I was teetering. I was be- between. It was a high clearance, low low fresh, uh, and then um, and then listening to Victor 
and Tanya talk, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think this is a clearance. I think it brought it down. But I, but then Matt's final, Matt's closing argument brings me back into a low fresh. Here's the thing. (laughs) Everything. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. (laughs) My, my bag of beer cans (laughs) fell over in excitement. (laughs) So everything that I said about it still remains true. Why I like it. Um, all the things that, that all the prop, the issues I had with it, there were only really two issues, just the inconsistent ending. Uh, and, and really the opening, uh, it was weak, but it was still fun. It was still funny. So I, I, I'm not going to penalize it for, for an opening that isn't as brilliant as relationships was or something like that. Um, (laughs) and, and the other, other points that I want to bring up, I loved the character development uh, or the story development between of the relationship between Katie and Wayne. I, we're seeing a lot more there and you know uh he 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 looks out for his his little sister and she does the same for her big brother and i i really like that i also thought this was riley and jonesy's coming out party they i mean yeah uh 50 of this episode had a hockey story and it, it was on their shoulders and i thought they carried it i thought they did well whether you like the hockey content or not Riley and Jonesy show that they're they're sure you know. sure they stepped up they yeah. they yeah. found somebody to help them and their team and get yeah. their wins and sure I see it okay. and the other brilliant part they about this show they, is they, they didn't get the win yet but anyway yeah the other brilliant <laughs> part about this show is the majority of the characters are caricatures they don't they're not very deep characters they all have their 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 uh, uh, gimmicks. Isms. They, they, they've got their gism, their isms, <laughs> or their gimmicks, and, and and gisms, and and but the way they react to this the situ the the stories, uh, they react truthful to their their characteristics, and for some reason it works. These two dimensional characters are actually make a three dimensional story. So I, I don't know if that means anything, but anyway, it it was good. I give this a fresh. It's it's just barely a fresh though. Yeah, uh, and and it's on it's on it's on the strength of that one scene. I just you know you can't dismiss it because I think the writing there was great. Yeah. Does this uh, knock anybody's top five lists? Uh, we'll start with uh, Victor. Again, no. it's. it's- no, I can't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd have to. I have to take. A, we've now seen too many episodes. When, exactly. when you know, after the first five, it was easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and this one's a clearance, now, and all, all of your f- top five are freshes. So that's why I'm guessing you. Are, are they? Okay, yeah. Well, then no, then it doesn't. I didn't realize I had five freshes already. Yeah, uh, give yourself a little more credit there, uh, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> your your number five is Sled Shack. So it was last. It was the last episode. All right, uh, Matt. No, it does. It doesn't hit the top five, but it it was still a great episode. Um, I just, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, uh, should I even bother asking Tanya? Mm, nope. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't crack. <laughs> Move my along. T- yeah, it doesn't crack my top five either. But you know what? We're in season three, so uh, it, now it's going to have to be an exceptional episode I, to make that top five. I can't wait for the ones that you guys say that you didn't like because I can't. I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling there's going to be uh, just, uh, some wanna, differences in opinion there. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on. Uh, yeah, we're we're getting a little over the hour now. Let's move on to some listener comments. Um, this one here's from our buddy Jason Dean Cutler. He's got a couple of comments here. Uh, first, from from our last. A review episode. I can't even believe that there wasn't no- nothing but love for this episode. We're talking about Sled Shack now. I'm talking to you, Vic and Tanya. The cookies, the names, Coach was absolutely classic. This is a great episode. I enjoy your podcast, though, regardless. Al, Matt, let's get sushis. 
Oh, sorry. Shoesies. <laughs> I can't even say it improperly. He also says, so much went down in that episode. The outtakes from the seasons add to so much of this show and absolutely should be watched. I'm going to try and think of a good question for your guest, uh, which would have been Patrick. Uh, uh, will calls you big shooters since you nailed a sponsor. Keep up the good work. Uh, that's from Jason Dean Cutler. Thank you so much, Jason, for all the kind words. Uh, Chad says, finally caught up. Uh, I really enjoy the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Chad. Had a blast chatting with these DGens. Check out the full cast here if you want to. That's from Patrick McNeil. And again, we we can't reiterate enough how much fun we had on Monday with Patrick. Uh, Mike Loringer, uh, Loringer or Low Ranger or Loringer, I'm not sure. Uh, just finished listening. Fantastic interview. He's talking about the Patrick McNeil interview. Uh, also, oh, I just subscribed and started listening to your podcast. Uh, this that's from Carrie. Uh, she's one of our new uh, listeners as a result of the season nine. Uh, uh, announcement. Uh, our buddy Redbeard just finished a new episode. Absolute gold. Um, Casey, I need Letter Kenny live to go back on tour. I bought tickets for March 2020 show and COVID canceled it. Uh, we hear your your pain, Kate, uh, Casey. Uh, Dean from the How Are You Now pod. He also had tickets, I guess, for they they were had a show going in in Seattle, and unfortunately that got canceled as well. Uh, <clears throat> we didn't know I didn't know anything about these shows until we started doing this podcast. So hopefully they start back up again because it does sound like something I'd love to go attend. Um. OMG, I had no idea there was a dedicated podcast. That's from FOMO. Again, uh, we got a lot of new uh, followers from uh, the uh, season nine uh, announcement. Uh, there's a letter, Kenny podcast, question mark, exclamation mark, times three, sat from Sad Lion. Uh, and Sad Lion goes on to say, already subscribed. We'll start listening as soon as I get caught up, caught up with Office Ladies Pod. Uh, I've heard a lot about that one. Uh, it sounds interesting. So thank you, Sadline, for for following and listening. Um, and yeah, and the news items, I mean, we already talked about it. Season 9, Christmas Day in Canada and uh, Boxing Day in the U.S. And also, um, I mean, if anyone is interested in in, in uh, a local Toronto podcast, Toronto Mike is one of the best. He, he interviews a local Toronto uh, I want to say celebrities, but just media personalities. And, and I, I appear on it every once in a while. We're, we're friends and uh, he's invited me on to do uh, a, a podcast tomorrow night. So I'll be on that tomorrow and hopefully he'll let me talk a little bit about uh, the produce stand. Nice. So uh, do we have any final thoughts, Victor? Uh, no, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Not that I know what, how this one ended, mm -hmm. uh, uh, looking forward <laughs> to uh, learning about the clown. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's nice. Uh, and maybe it's going to be a good trade, uh, of sorts. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to playing with my train. So there you go. <laughs> have fun, have fun with the train, Victor. Uh, Matt, you. any final comments? <laughs> Just, I, I mean, I want to shout out. I mean, hey, to our, our listeners, this is honestly a blast. We're having so much fun. Um, all of those who have joined us in our private DM group on Twitter, that thing is hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> if you want to join, I'm sure I'll put something else out on the produce stand um, handle to, to let people get in on it. It's hilarious. We have a lot of good. There's a really good community growing there. We're having a lot of talk anywhere from beer to the shows to I don't know, other random shit. Oh, yeah, there's um, a lot of some, hockey knowledge. some being... sharing of some stuff. There was some hockey banter yeah. going on. Um, it's all good fun. 
Um, I want to quit, do a quick shout out to, to Crystal, Crystal Schlesinger, sorry, um, mm-hmm. who's been sharing a bunch of her stickers, her letter oh, yeah. stickers that she got with some of the community. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and, and I'm just really appreciating this whole experience. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we were we were schooling some of the Americans and Australians on some of the hockey uh, uh, slang uh, being brought up on the show. I'm not sure about the accuracy of some of it, but anyway, uh, that's been fun. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Matt, you 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 had a, a huge like uh, conversation around beer. Um, <laughs> I was drinking one day. That happens sometimes. So that, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, so that's the kind of stuff that that happens. It's not just Letter Kenny talk, but it, you're right. It's a great little community now that we've got going. Some uh, and, and my I want to I want to call it. Uh, I think my scientific poll around beer may have gotten more votes than our weekly polls. So oh, shut up. Maybe I don't I don't I don't know what to say about that. But. Well, then you're in charge of polls from now on. How's that? <laughs> Tanya, do you have any final comments? Um, I want to ask. The last episode that we watched, we saw um, um, a new girl coming off of the the sled, and now oh, Rosie, we, yeah, and we and we didn't see her at all this episode. Yeah, I mean Rosie comes and goes. Yeah, yeah, that that's because of the farting. <laughs> all right, I was she'll, just she'll like, did she'll I miss something? Did no. she was she there? There was another girl that pops up. Like, it's this like every mm-hmm. every episode we have a girl that pops up and then disappears again. Yeah, they're really good with kind of not not dropping stories, but just, uh, pausing storylines and and come and picking them up like you know l- later, which all is right. weird because their seasons are only six episodes long. So uh, when they do uh, drop a storyline for a few episodes, yeah, you wonder whether did uh, you know did did we lose that storyline or not? Uh, but yeah. No, she'll be back. All right, uh, Rosie. Rosie is definitely an integral part. I mean, I showed you the the uh, the trailer for season nine. Rosie's in it, so uh, we know that she she's in there for the long run. All right, just wanted to make sure I didn't black out or something. All right, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna play us off with a song from this episode. It's called "Punk: The Cosmic Gate Remix" by Fairy Corsten. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we'll recap and review episode three of season three, Modine's two. In the meantime, don't forget to give our sponsor, DG Pop Customs, some love. You can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at DG Pop Customs. On Twitter, he's Dennis Guggen, and he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Uh, please rate us on iTunes if you like the show. Follow us on Twitter at Protostand Pod. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to head out to the sled shack to beat up some DGens from upcountry. On behalf of Matt, Victor, Tanya, and myself, have a great week.